word of wisdom, blueprints from heaven. You know, the Bible says that by wisdom, the earth was made. Uh, Things are built by blueprints. How many of you know that? Like there's a a design, if you, if you know anything about custom home building or any type of building, there's blueprints. Uh, my goodness, if you've ever built Legos, Legos come with blueprints in the box. They're, we call them instructions, but really it's a blueprint on how to build it. Um, and, and when you get into home building and things like that, very detailed. You know, you're looking at wire, running wires, where your plugs and outlets going to go, where your water pipe's going to go where you know your rooms how you're going to lay them out what this room is going to be dividing up your square footage all of that goes into the design so think about um the thought and the input that it that god put into designing the earth all the creatures on it um there it's he says it's by wisdom all of this was made so it was literally blueprints from heaven by wisdom it was made we also know that this is Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom, which we're going to touch on here in a little bit. Uh, the Bible also says in Proverbs uh, 4, 5 through 9. So obviously we know God gives blueprints. But again, in Proverbs uh, 4, 5 through 9, it says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. And, you know, as we've been talking about uh, the principal and elementary doctrines, we've learned that principle means the first thing. So wisdom is the first thing. It's the principal thing. Uh, Therefore, get wisdom. And in your getting, get understanding. So understanding doesn't come until wisdom comes. When wisdom comes, then understanding comes. Exalt her and she will promote you. Uh, I want to stop right here and say this. Um, wisdom, my definition of wisdom, is wisdom is the how-to of God. So blueprints, how to build, um, process, how to go about. How many of you know you can know God's word, but not know how to apply it. I mean, you know, I can own a gun. I can go out and buy the best gun there is to buy, the best hunting rifle with the best scope, with the best gear, the best outfits. But if I don't know how to hunt, if I don't have wisdom in hunting, I'll never kill a thing unless it's just by happenstance. You know, I can go out and buy all the tools in the world uh, for repairing cars. But if I don't have the wisdom, the how-to, the know-how, the blueprint, the under- and then the understanding of how to apply that, I can't do anything with those tools. I've just got a whole bunch of stuff. And so the wisdom of God is the how-to of God. It's how to do uh, with what God has given us God's way. So it's not just how to do it however we see fit. It's how to do it in the way that God intended for it to be done. It's uh, how to go about things in his way. We, we often say this around here that we want to do the things of God God's way. You can do the things of God in an ungodly manner. I can be uh, have the gift of healing and all miracles and 
uh, faith that moves mountains, but be lacking love. And what does Paul say? I've got nothing. I've got absolutely nothing then. And that would be someone who has the things of God doing them uh, in an ungodly way. But when we have wisdom, we'll have impartation, understanding, blueprints, supernaturally, divinely given uh, to know how to do things God's way. It says this, exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. When you embrace her, she will place you, place on your head, sorry, an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So she'll bring you honor when you embrace her. She'll place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She'll deliver to you. When you exalt her, she will promote you. She will bring you honor. So this exalt her and she will promote you. That's that's a beautiful truth. It's a beautiful thing. You know, as sons and daughters of God, uh, we have the benefit of having access, full, unhindered access to wisdom itself. Like, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to doing life, when it comes to uh, advancement and employment, when it comes to inventions and ideas, uh, we really... Uh, should have a, a greater advantage than anybody on the planet. Why? Because we have access to the most knowledgeable, wisest being ever to exist. Matter of fact, in him and through him, all things were created. So if he created them and he created them by wisdom, certainly he knows how they function mm -hmm. and what they can do. I, I'm r reminded of it, and I, and I want to say his name was Carver. I want to say his name, but um, he was a scientist, and he had asked God to show him everything there was to know about vegetables. And God was like, it would take way too long for me to show you everything there is to know about vegetables, so like pick one. And in this conversation with God, he said, okay, well, how about the potato? And then he went, and God began to reveal and show him all these mysteries about the potato. And so in, in that, I do believe that um, penicillin came out of it. Like all these amazing different things came from, I could be mistaken, but I do think it's penicillin comes from potatoes, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, he, he literally discovered all these different uh, attributes and, and he made all these medical breakthroughs and uh, different things like that. And then he, it is the potato, praise God, I got it right. Thank God for Google, fact check. Boy, preacher in 2020, you better know your stuff. Because people are literally sitting there, Google, fact checking you. That ain't in the Bible. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding you. No, or helping you out, yeah. So it's, it's like the pros and cons of technology, no. But, uh, no, I so appreciate that. So, yeah, the potato. And then, though, uh, I'm pretty sure he, like, God revealed to him, all there was to know or, or, or all God would reveal to him about that. And he moved on to the peanut, uh, to peanuts and he ended up, God, um, God ended up showing him how to make peanut butter and like all these other things from, from peanuts. 
uh, because of the wisdom. Yeah, thank God for peanuts, especially like when we're on a Daniel fast, you know, it's like praise God for peanut butter. Uh, you, you know, so literally this guy sought God for wisdom, inventions, and ideas, and God revealed it to him, and he blessed, look, the whole earth. We're still, you can go to my cupboard right now, and we're still enjoying the wisdom of God that, that is peanut butter. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Bible also says this. It says, so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So one would say, how do we access wisdom. Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is being mindful of the Lord. I'll never access and tap into the wisdom that is available from the Lord if I'm not mindful of the Lord. I start out down the path of wisdom when I'll just take a moment and not look into myself or rely upon maybe uh, muscle memory or things I've learned or, you know, many of us, um, we go through school and one of the primary ways you pass your test is like the flashcards and you sit there and literally just indoctrinate yourself and in, in with memory and flashcards and bring it up to your, to your, whether it's a photographic memory, whether you're remembering the picture of the card or whether the information is getting into your memory, you're committing it to memory and that's how you go and pass your test. And so if we're honest, a lot of us, when we're in our field, you know, Christina, you're a, a nurse, there's probably a lot of things that you just do because you already know it, almost like a muscle memory. You have that information there, you tap into it and you just do it because you've already, you already know how to do it. And so there may be situations where Many of us are doing that and not stopping and really being mindful of God in the, min, uh, the moment and missing great breakthrough that can come through wisdom if we'll just fear the Lord and access it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, I have here Exodus 31 and 3. And I love this verse because it really shows people say, well, where in the Bible is it that God blesses and helps people in their jobs? Like, well, in, in, I know that the word of wisdom is, is used for ministry and for winning the lost. And we're going we're gonna to touch on that. We're going we're gonna to hit the whole plethora of wisdom. There's the word of wisdom. There's the spirit of wisdom. One of the seven spirits of God is the spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, all the different aspects of the of the person of God, um, but I want to lay biblical foundation because for one, I, I want us to have a, pers a full biblical perspective of, of yes, absolutely, God will give us a word of wisdom uh, to win the loss, and, but he'll also give us strategies and give us divine wisdom to bless our life. Why? Because when people see those breakthroughs, they're going to wonder, oh my gosh, how did that happen? And you're going to have an opportunity to present the gospel to them and bring glory to God. It's the same reason God comes and heals people. Yes, he loves them and wants them healed, but it, what is ultimately every sign and wonder meant to make you do? The signs are to point to the Savior, and the wonder is to cause you to reverence God and be aware of Him, to bring in the fear of the Lord. 
to bring in reverence, to make you, wonder is all struck wonder. It's, oh my goodness. So every sign, every wonder that God performs in the earth does have a purpose and it's multi-layered. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to pigeonhole something and say, well, God only does it this way for this purpose. No, the ultimate goal is, is don't, get, don't get it twisted. The ultimate goal now, especially within the new covenant, is that mankind would come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But how many of you know that God can give uh, Andrew a strategy within his company, within Liberty, give him a a strategy within that company that can bring great breakthrough within that company and then the whole company can get blessed and then they're going to come and ask Andrew, man, how did you come up with that? And what Andrew's not going to do is he goes, well, bless God, I'm just a genius. You know, he's not going to do that because he's humble and he knows that God gives grace, divine ability to the humble and he's going to say, man, my God spoke to me and gave me that strategy because because I serve a real and a living God who still has eyes that see, hands that touch, and a mouth that speaks to his people. And he spoke to me, his son, because I have an audience with him. You know what? You can have an audience with him because God is no respecter of a person. And if God will do it for me, he'll do it for you. Wouldn't you want a relationship with the Almighty? And see, he can spin it and use it to draw people into a relationship with Jesus. God is very much in the business of doing that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you all throughout Scripture different characters and different people in the Bible, real-life people where God did this for that purpose. And so uh, I love Exodus 31 and 3 because it says this, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, intelligence, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. So what is the purpose of wisdom filling us. It gives intelligence. That's amazing. You know why? Because uh, you can have received some kind of diagnosis of a learning disability or some kind of uh, uh, test that showed you had some kind of lower uh, IQ or or maybe you were oppressed in school and, and you know whether you didn't have help at home with your homework or you know whatever it was maybe you weren't um, in a situation where uh, your your intelligence and education wasn't really pushed uh, as a child and and maybe you feel like you're not quote unquote as intelligent as others well well this is good news for you because it says that the spirit of wisdom can come and fill you and release to you intelligence, ability, expertise, and all kinds of crafts. You, you know, we love to say with God all things are, are possible until we're faced with an impossible situation that puts on a, a, a demand on ability maybe we don't feel we naturally have. But with wisdom and fearing the Lord and accessing His wisdom, we can receive divine impartation of intelligence, ability, and expertise. And I love it because it says in all kinds of crafts, which means it's totally biblically legal. You are you are so biblical to use the wisdom of God for an advantage in crafts. Now, we, we know, obviously, that, um, that this is in the context of developing the, the silversmith and the, 
the tabernacle of meeting for Moses, that this is in the con context of that. But I'm going to show you in other places in Scripture where it's totally viable to not only bless you, but even if the business is not Christian, that they can benefit from the wisdom of God. Let's go on. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 8. Now, this is the gift of the word of knowledge. And it says, For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. This is the gift of, of the word of wisdom, the, or the utterance, the, the speaking forth of wisdom. And it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, meaning this. Paul, Paul says to Timmy, Timothy, stir up the gift of God that's within you. So like I can, I can be aware and begin to be mindful of the Lord and stir up the gift of prophecy within me, meaning what? I'll lean in to hear from the Lord. But what I'm not going to do is make up something and then call it prophecy. That's not what he's talking about. Or we know that we can begin to speak in unknown tongues and begin to stir up that gift within us, which what? Often will activate and stir up the other gifts within us. Uh, but this gift from the Spirit, an utterance of wisdom, I believe is very similar and is parallel uh, of, of what we see in Exodus 30, 31, where it says the Spirit of, he said he filled them with the Spirit, giving them wisdom. And you say, well, that was in the Old Covenant. Yeah, but prophecy was in the Old Covenant too. And we certainly see prophecy manifesting in the New Covenant. Healing took place in the Old Covenant, and it was always by the Spirit. Well, now we're now filled with the Spirit. So that gift, that word of wisdom, can be released and activated in the same context as we see it in Exodus 31 and 3. It can also be like this. Uh, someone can come up to you uh, within the body of Christ or uh, someone who is lost um, seeking advice. You can lean into the Spirit receive an utterance, a word of wisdom for them, and give it to them. The Lord anoints it and, and confirms it with himself, because we all know that when God speaks, he confirms his word with himself. So there'll be a presence, an anointing, or a sign, or one, some type of tan tangible manifestation on it. They'll be impacted by it, and if they'll take it and apply it to their life, when that wisdom prospers, whatever they're doing or, or comes to pass, that word of wisdom works out as you said it would, according to the divine strategy given to you by heaven, it will bring glory to God. They will come back and be like, man, where in the world did you get that from? Just like with the job, uh, you, can, you can minister amongst each other within the body of Christ. Uh, with, with this way, it's the way in which counsel works. I, I, I do my best when you come to me, when you guys come to me for advice, I do my best to not give you my opinion. I'll actually at times really um, on purpose move away from my opinion on the subject. Uh, if I don't, I will usually tell you, well, this is my opinion. Because there should be a reverence for the word of wisdom when it comes from a divine download, blueprint from heaven, how-to of God for a certain situation. There should be a reverence for it. That, you know, oh, well, if I go to Andrew and Andrew's operating in the words of wisdom, I'm not going, and I know it's a word of wisdom, I'm not treating it very nonchalantly and be like, well, Andrew's just giving me his opinion. But I have an actual 
reverence because I trust Andrew and know that he dies to his opinion. He fears God first. He becomes mindful of God and actually seeks the counsel of the Lord, hears from heaven and says, man, why don't you look at this this way? And then God releases wisdom. He utters that wisdom. And it to- when I receive it, it totally blesses my life, strengthens, encourages, uplifts, prospers. These are all things that wisdom will do in the life of a believer. You know, it's funny, too, because often the wisdom of God will seem foolish to a man. So often we'll, we'll operate in the word of wisdom and it makes no sense, or we'll hear a word of wisdom and it absolutely makes no sense. It, it might seem like, um, it, it, and just to be super practical, it might be, you know, buy this stock. And this stock over here looks like it's not doing anything, hasn't been doing anything, but you know the voice of the Lord and you've heard the Lord and he said, hey, go buy this stock. Well, that's a word of wisdom. He's showing you how to get wealth. He's giving you a word of wisdom. He's showing you to, to go about it this way. Or he may say, hey, invest in this company over here. Or, you know, that property over there, I know that it may look run down or whatever, but I really want you to buy it. And then you buy it, and lo and behold, there's some kind of natural gas deposit underneath. And God has literally revealed to you the, the wisdom, the blueprint on how to get wealth. I, I mean, there's so many different times that I have seen this happen. I've had people come to, to us for counsel and literally have received divine downloads and said, you know, uh, if I were you, this is what I would do. And that's often how I present it because, you know, just like in prophecy, we, we, we generally aren't heavy handed. Thus says the Lord. You know, we generally don't do that um, uh, unless we feel prompted to. Generally, it's an open-handed when I op- when we operate within the the word of not or word of wisdom. And I will uh, say, you know, if it were me, I would do. And then all of a sudden, I step out in faith by saying that by by reverencing God, by seeking Him for wisdom, and all of a sudden, God starts downloading strategies, and I'm like. We'll try this or say this or do this or do that. And I literally have seen the people that will adhere to it and reverence it and apply it. They'll have major breakthrough. Maybe they're going into a meeting with their boss or a leader and there was a conflict and they were super worried about how it would go. And they would come talk to me about it. And I would literally seek heaven, receive a word of wisdom for them, give it to them. And then when they apply it that way, everything goes way smoother than they ever thought it would. And actually it ends up turning out for good. It is by the word of wisdom in its operation in obeying the word of wisdom that often the Lord will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. And sometimes we can actually pigeonhole that process if we don't reverence it and seek God for that wisdom. If we just barrel off and do our own thing, you know, neglecting the, the free access that we have because of the shed blood of Jesus. So often we do it. We, we just don't think, man, I've got my dad's ear. I've got wisdom. Guys, you've got wisdom's ear. Unhindered access to the person who is wisdom itself. What an advantage. But often, if we're honest, we, we just don't think of it. We just pass by. And then I've also seen others where I knew I had a word of wisdom, and I knew it was a word of wisdom, and I've shared it, and they went off, and they just cho- they just took it as my opinion, or you know, well, that doesn't really make sense to me. I'm going to do it this way, and they did it, and man, it just it didn't turn out 
so well. And, and again, I'm not uh, what well, I'm not saying I'm always right. That's not what I'm I'm saying here because I'm subject to miss it too. But what I'm talking about is when it's a true uh, seeking of God, divine word of wisdom that comes from heaven, a divine blueprint from heaven, and it's released with the backing of the presence. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go on. So uh, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of people who received uh, blueprints from heaven. So the first one I have here is Noah and the ark. So God divinely, supernaturally downloaded the plans for the ark to Noah. And people thought he was nuts. It looked like foolishness to man. He starts building this huge boat. like and, it's, and I bet you it doesn't look like any boat of the day, you know. And so he's sitting here building this huge, gigantic boat. They're like, what's going? He's like, yeah, rain's coming. You know, they're looking at him like, like he's nuts. But what ended up happening, all of mankind was spared through what? The word of wisdom to Noah. Man, that's a, it's a powerful gift. Jacob. Okay, Jacob serving Laban, right? And so Laban tries to pull a, a fast one on him, you know, and he tries to take all his, his livestock. And so uh, Jacob gets a word of wisdom from God where God says, hey, go carve this, this limb a certain way and throw it in front of them by the water where they mate. And when they're mating, throw the, like like, man, that is a divine word. That seems, I even see some of the smiles and giggles. I mean, like, that's a foolish idea to us. Like, what do you mean? You're going to carve this stick, throw it in front of a, uh, a, a goat, and they're going to, and out's going to come speckled goats. Like, it's going to work that way? Well, I mean, apparently it did. So he obeyed and listened. And what ended up happening? God blessed him, man. God prospered him, even though, uh, this this guy's trying to to trick him and pull one over on him. God, it was by wisdom that he ended up being prospered in that situation. Uh, Moses is another one. God divinely downloaded the blueprints to the tabernacle, how to worship, how to perform sacrifices, how to make the ephod, how to make the priest's garments, the order of the priest, the how all of Israel would be categorized, how to train up and raise, they were training up and raising armies in the wilderness, all of this. Um, it, it was by word of wisdom that he, the water came out of the rock when he struck the rock, remember? Come on, yeah. It was by word of wisdom. And if you don't think word of wisdom is powerful and potent, remember when he disobeyed the word of wisdom the next time it cost him the promised land. Yeah. David uh, is another one. He received um, the blueprints for both the tent of David, which, by the way, was a shadow and a type, a prophetic picture of really how we do service now. The way they had the tent of David uh, set up and the way the worshipers worship and the position, it's very similar to modern day churches in the way that they're set up. Uh, and God gave him the blueprints for that. He also gave David the blueprints for the temple of Solomon this gigantic structure, how it would be made, all the rest, and he wrote it all down and passed it on to his son. Joseph. Joseph is a man who prospered no matter where he was put. Well, how did he do that? He did it by wisdom giving to, given to him by God. It, it literally says he was, he was put as a slave in an Egyptian's house, right? 
and there everything he touched prospered. Everything he touched prospered. Why? Because God was downloading divine wisdom. How do we know that? Because later in his life, and, and we'll get to that. So then, right, the enemy comes in, and the owner of the house, tries, his wife, tries to seduce him, mm -hmm. right? He runs, runs so fast. Man, that was wisdom if you've ever seen it. <laughs> he runs as fast as he can, and literally she rips his clothes off as he's running. So he gets blamed for something he didn't, he didn't do, gets thrown into prison. And, you know, Joseph could have said, man, I'm in the prison. God, I did everything you told me to do. I obeyed the wisdom you gave me. And look where I'm at. I'm in a prison. But he doesn't do that. He trusts God, and he still operates in so much wisdom that the next thing you know, he's running the prison for him. He's in charge of the whole prison. Well, that's awesome. Then the next thing you know, these guys that work in the, in the Pharaoh's court come down. They end up having dreams. He ended up getting the interpretation, not relying on his own strength or ability, but the Lord. Mm -hmm. Even saying himself, it's God who gives the interpretation. Mm -hmm. And then, unfortunately, sometime later, it wasn't instantly, sometime later he's taken out, brought before Pharaoh. Again, God gives him the divine interpretation, wisdom, blueprint of Pharaoh's dream, understanding, interpretation of his dream. And in, Pharaoh ends up putting him in charge, second only to him, over the entirety of Egypt. But not only that, in the interpretation, God releases to him blueprints from heaven to spare not only the nation he was in, but many of the nations in the known world. Do you understand that? That, that, that he knew the interpretation that there would be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. God gave him a divine strategy on, on the exact percentages and amounts and how to take and amass uh, the extra and the overflow during the seven years of, of plenty to set up to prosper Egypt still and to make it through the famine. And actually, even through this process, process he ended up acquiring all this land and all these riches and everything so that pharaoh owned almost all the entire land in egypt by the end of it by the word of wisdom and then it's not only egypt that's prospering but the famine was striking all the other nations and we know that because you see israel coming and they come and they're buying grain from them and they're able to supply not only the needs for egypt but the needs for the nations around them that's a powerful word of wisdom that is a potent story of what the word of wisdom can do in a life of someone who fears the lord and seeks his counsel i absolutely love it because it shows um it not only benefiting us but benefiting others and it shows that you can most certainly operate in it within the context of a pagan nation within the con heck your boss can even even be worshiping demons how do we know that? Because Pharaoh was worshiping demons. We know that for a fact. Yet God still moved through the word of wisdom in the life of Joseph to protect God's people and the other nations were blessed. So a couple of practical examples of this in my, my own life. Uh, so it's awesome to see stories in the Bible and, and see it in, in the lives of those of God's children and in the children of Israel and in, in the New Testament and believers, but let's talk about like practical real life experience. So uh, I have no business degree whatsoever. 
Uh, I barely graduated, uh, dropped out, uh, got my GED. Um, I do have the equivalent of like an associate's degree. <coughs> Bless you. I do have the equivalence of associate's degree in ministry uh, just because I, I studied for two years through one program and two years through another. So I guess it actually would be the equivalent of like a, a bachelor's degree. But but anyway, but that's in, in ministry. I don't have anything in business, no background. I actually was um, primarily a laborer for years, worked in the industrial field and no really no office experience, uh, not much managerial experience. So I ended up, uh, many of you know I was hurt. I ended up getting healed uh, my back. I ended up going to work at Red Wing. I started out working there one day a month, which um, when I first started, this was miraculous. My first day, I went on the job site, and so uh, on, on, in the back of this truck, and so you know we have the big Red Wing truck. If you've ever seen, it's a big box truck. It's got a store in the back of it, uh, and then it's got curtains that separate you from the storeroom in the back. And then the storeroom in the back has all the shoes and all the different styles, and all the styles have a number. So you have like 5607, 5608, 2240. They're all different styles of shoes and then obviously you have the sizes you have a 12d which is a certain width and a 12e2 which is a certain width obviously 12 is the size 11 and a half all you have all that back there so never ever ever worked in a shoe store all i ever knew is at that time i wore 10 and a half you know that's all i really knew about shoes um so something happened though as i and i, and I, I remember asking god for help like obviously i want to do a good job and like helped me do a good job and I was working for my pastor at the time he, he ran the shoe store and I, I was like Lord I really want to do a good job so I, I'm mindful of God I'm seeking God asking God to bless me I go into the box truck and somehow I, I begin to quickly and swiftly recognize all the numbers I already know where they're at already know where they go like there's no way in the world like I don't have the best I didn't have the best memory in the world like I'm not some prodigy where I, I just have some photographic memory but all of a sudden God started divinely giving me wisdom on the shoes and, and blessed it it so much so that my boss took notice and was like man I've never seen he's like that's crazy he's like I've never seen that happen so he ended up offering me a job at the store so I went in the store and the same thing happened in sales and you know I do happen to be have a, a, a little bit of charisma, you, you know, where I can talk to people and relationally and, and you know, just a little bit. And, uh, and so I, I ended up doing really well, became the top number one seller really fast, you know. But how I really did that, so I would be selling, right, and, and, and I would literally practice the same thing I did with the shoe truck. And I would say, okay, Lord, help me. And I would literally uh, seek God for words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And people would come into the store, and, and I would hear the voice of the Lord say, they'll buy socks. And so I would, by faith, obey and offer them socks. And guess what? They would buy socks. And then another person would come in, the Lord would say, sell them two pairs. And so I would offer to sell them another pair of a different style. And guess what would happen? They would buy another pair. And I, I became benefited in that company by the voice of the Lord, by the word of wisdom of the Lord. I began to become 
uh, benefited by this, prospered by this. And guess what? The store prospered because I was selling more product. So again, no business degree, nothing. Uh, become the top salesman in the company. Uh, time comes for the boss to leave. I had been at the company maybe six months, if that, okay? Uh, first job I'd had in, in about a year because again, I told you I was hurt and, and back pain before that. And the guy ends up leaving the company and they ask him who he thought could replace him. Well, because he had seen the hand of the Lord on me, much like Joseph, he had seen the hand of the Lord on me prospering all that I would do by listening to the voice of, the God, of God, that he, set, he threw my name in the hat and suggested me. And guess what? They listened. And they came back and they asked me if I thought I could do the job. And I have to be honest to, with you now on this side of things. I said yes by faith. Because <laughs> really, I had no education. I had no background. But I said yes by faith. And it was amazing because it was almost instantaneous that once they handed this company, this million-dollar-a-year company, over to me, right? I just went from the lowest guy on the totem pole to the highest-paid guy in the company. My income went from one amount to four times that amount in a day. And I'm sitting there at the desk, and I sit down, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I have no idea how to do this job. <laughs> but all of a sudden divinely the Holy Spirit began to download to me how to operate the computer and I began to go in and know how to do the programs and literally the guy that was coming in later to try to train me is like how did you figure all this out and I'm just like man the Lord you know God prospered me actually God then began to give me wisdom and strategies on how to cut costs and um, and we had a whole lot of, uh, of, of people that owed us money um, out there like that just wouldn't pay the company they owed the company money uh, and so I, I began to ask God and pray about it and seek God for wisdom the Lord gave me two sentences in a collection letter two sentences and I wrote out the two sentences it was something like um, hey we've checked and our records indicate that you still owe this money da da da, da. please remit um, at your earliest convenience it was something like that two sentences but I divinely heard exactly what to write we laid hands on them, sent them out, and within three months, $60,000 came in. Wow. Foolishness to man. Man would say, call, you're going to have to call them, you're going to have to turn them into collection, you're going to have to do this, you're going to have to do it. No, we just sought heaven. We heard the strategy from God. This is what he said to do. We laid hands on it, believing by faith, sent it out, and then the money started coming in. And of course, the <laughs> owners were extremely impressed in this, and it was much like that Joseph situation. And then again, it opened up these opportunities for people to ask me, you know, how did this happen? You, <clears throat> you know, I had uh, been in trouble in my past, like my background never should have afforded me this job. And it opened up the opportunity for me to bring glory to God and say, man, this is just simply seeking him and hearing from him. Not again, that we should boast and say, hey, we're amazing, look at us. But it is, it is something that is accessible for the sons and the daughters of God. You can use it at work. You can use the gift of the word of wisdom at work. You can be mindful of God. And, and, and if we're honest, sometimes we, 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 work turns into this thing of this place where we have to go. And we don't view it as a missions field. We don't view, view it as assignment. We don't view it as a place where... Um, you know, God can, 
uh, promote us and bless us and, and bring glory. And uh, it's just a thing that we have to do. You, you know, but I know another man that was put in some situations where maybe he didn't want to be there. I'm pretty sure Joseph didn't want to be a slave, and I'm pretty sure he didn't want to be in a prison, but he really shows us the heart of, the, of God for the situation, that not only you would be blessed, but wherever you're at, it would be blessed too because of the blessing on your life, because of the wisdom flowing through you, that, that, that God would get glory even in a prison, that God would get glory even as a slave. You know, and that God would get glory through your promotion and your blessing so that you can point them back to him. God's wisdom uh, benefits others. Uh, I call word of wisdom wow. Because it's word of wisdom. It's the wow of God. Word, the word of wisdom, operating in the word of wisdom in your life will bring a wow of God. People will just go, wow how did that happen and it will benefit others and it's totally biblical uh to do that um you know i find it super interesting uh when we talk about solomon and you know god came to him and said you know solomon what do you want i'll give you anything and solomon asked for wisdom and then goes on to become the most wealthiest person on the planet ever to exist arguably ever to exist Wisdom is almost always in Scripture tied to wealth and prosperity and blessing. He gives you the power to get wealth. comes through the word of wisdom. I believe that there are uh, words of wisdom for you in your life. I believe that God will flow through you and give you divine wisdom and strategy in your everyday life now to prosper you, bless you in the life you're living now, also uh, in the days to come, if persecution hits, things like that. You'll see Paul tried to operate in the word of wisdom when he was on the boat in the, in, in the ship and tried to tell him, hey, I don't think, I think we need to stop. I don't think we need to, to go on. And what happened? They didn't heed the word of wisdom. And then literally an angel has to come and give Paul a message, hey, you're all going to survive. And Paul has to stand up and be like, listen, I saw an angel last night. We're all going to be okay. You know, but if they had just listened to the word of wisdom, they never would have been in that situation in the first place. So we see God still doing it then. And so it's, it's both and. It's not either or. Uh, you see God giving Elijah the word of wisdom. Go down to the brook. You'll drink from that brook down there, and ravens will bring you food. So there's divine provision released when we operate and walk in the word of wisdom. I love this. It says this about Jesus. It says, the queen of Sheba will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. Someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. Solomon, wisest man to walk the planet until Jesus. And what does Colossians say? Colossians 1.27 says, For we wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. 
This gives you assurance of sharing in his glory. So the one who's wiser than Solomon lives in us. Wisdom itself dwelling within us. And if we will be mindful of him, if we will, if we will reverence him, if we will stop what we, were, we are doing and really think and give our attention from him and let our dependence and our source come from a divine place from him instead of our natural abilities of doing it how we always have done it, of just, well, yep, I got it figured out. I'm just going to go off of my own strength, my own knowledge, my own understanding, and seek divine wisdom. And, you know, sometimes divine wisdom may be I'm going to bless your natural abilities. That may be that. But let's first seek that divine wisdom and that divine ability so that God can begin to prosper us wherever we're at. And I'm telling you, as you begin to walk this out in everyday life. I've walked it out in my marriage. I've walked it out in my parenting. There's been times when my kids did something and normally, you, you know, it would, I would, need to be, I would need to come maybe even a little bit more heavy handed, like they did something wrong, but I would stop, be mindful of God. God would give me a different strategy and show me a different way and all of a sudden I'd see life breathe into my kids. Other times it's been the opposite. Like, Let's really believe God. Let's really just go ahead and believe God. That literally, God looks and sees the beginning to the end and everything in between. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen five minutes from now. And guess what? We have access to him. Not only access, but he lives in us. Let's seek him for divine strategies on how to do life, to get these blueprints so that we can build our life around Christ and bring Him glory. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Awesome. Praise God. Well, I want to pray. Father, I just pray right now. God, release the gift of word of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, release it now. God, release the Spirit of God in us right now to produce wisdom, intelligence, ability and expertise all for the glory of christ in jesus name amen